You know, after the uh, sour taste that politics is leaving in almost everybody's mouths these days, it's kind of nice to discover that some people can still find the wonder and the potential in our rich history of the seat of government. One such person is Emily Kefalis. She's from Decatur. She served as a Capitol Hill intern and took aspects of that job and used it to create a children's book that she has written and illustrated. And Emily Kefalis joins us live this afternoon. Emily, welcome to the show. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Jim. So great to be here, and thank you so much for having me. Well, before we get into the details about your book, give us the backstory leading up to it. You were a Capitol Hill intern. Tell me how that came about, why you pursued that. Yes, you're correct. I served served as a congressional intern on Capitol Hill five years ago under Congressman Rodney Davis, who represents my home district of, of Decatur. When I was there, one of the duties we had was to give tours of the Capitol to families and constituents who would book tours and visit the Capitol through the congressman's office. That was one of my favorite things to do as an intern, lead tours of the Capitol. When my tenure as an intern was complete, I came back home and I really missed D.C. I missed the energy of Capitol Hill. It was my mom who inspired me and suggested I create a story that told the tour through the eyes of a new intern and make that information accessible to a larger audience of children and students who perhaps wouldn't be able to visit the Capitol themselves. That's how this all began. And I'm proud to say that in those five years since I was an intern, the book is out there and I'm so thrilled with how it's been received. Now, uh, what made you want to be a congressional intern in the first place, and how old were you when you discovered you had an interest in in things like uh, legislating and, and the, the the way things work out in Washington? Great question. I am a creative person by heart, but I have always been a history buff from my grade school through high school and college. I love American history, world history. When I was looking for something to do after the after my freshman year of college. So I was 19 years old when I seeked out, sought, sought out this internship. I had no idea really what I wanted to pursue professionally. I was studying English writing. This opportunity on the Hill came about through actually a former internship I had had at a radio station where we booked politicians. I had met with and interacted with Congressman Davis's team, whom I'm so grateful to for that opportunity. It was through them that I was able to explore and learn more about what it takes to work on the Hill. I really didn't want to pursue politics, per se, but I loved the United States history. And being on Capitol Hill, working in that epicenter where the Hill is not a museum. It's a living, breathing office where history takes place every single day. Being in the midst of all that was just electric. And I learned so much about how to communicate with others. Those skills have transcended any interest I had in pursuing public affairs or, uh, or civics. I'm a writer by trade, but a storyteller by my craft. And I think what I learned most, and for, first and foremost, as an intern on the Hill, even if I wasn't going into law or politics, was just the importance of our country's narrative and how people perceive that narrative beyond the Hill. 
Okay, first thing, I want to call Rodney Davis's office, see if I can get an internship, because you make it sound really <laughs> exciting. Uh, but let's talk about the book now uh, and what happens to, to young Emily, who was about to uh, start her tenure as a tour guide on Capitol Hill. But uh, you, you have uh, some interesting folks tagging along on this tour. I do, yes. Emily is getting ready for her first night, her first day as an official Capitol tour guide on Capitol Hill. And as I was before I started She's very nervous. She's trying to remember all the facts and information about each of the beautifully crafted rooms in the Capitol, of which there are many. She has this dream where she is suddenly at work, and her first tour is about to start. And who is on her first tour but none other than the man who laid the cornerstone of the Capitol building, George Washington. And along the way, I wanted to include notable historical figures who represent all sides of America's history, from Frederick Douglass to Elizabeth Cady Stanton. All three of these incredible folks are represented in the Capitol, either in a statue form or in portrait. What I wanted to emphasize most importantly, though, was just how diverse America's origins are. And Emily shares the history of the Capitol with them in the dream, which it's, it's so much fun, and young readers have caught on to this, how these three figures interacting amongst each other and learning about the history that came after and before them is, it, it's a lot of fun because, you know, George Washington and Frederick Douglass never met in real life, but in this dream sequence, they do. And that is, of course, the the name of the book. It's called A Capital Dream. We're talking with Emily Kefalis. She is the author and illustrator uh, of the book. Uh, and I'll admit, uh, Emily, I learned things that I didn't know from reading the book, such as the uh, the area of the Capitol known as the Crypt. I don't want to give away too much on this. I want people to actually go out and get the book for themselves to learn about it. But there are, are certainly a lot of fascinating nuggets here, things that you uh, you had to learn to be able to conduct these tours. Yes, and they give you a, when you first actually arrive as an intern, they provide you with this very helpful packet of information for when you lead tours of the Capitol, because in this guide to the Capitol building, it's an abridged version of what I, what tours I would lead, because there's so much rich, rich, rich history in the Capitol building. There are so many rooms I had to cut from my first draft, and there are characters I had to replace, but what I wanted to keep and maintain are the rooms where are not just my favorite, but also the ones that I believe will have the most impact upon constituents who visit. I, I had to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that given your, your origins, where you come from, that Abraham Lincoln didn't show up on this tour. He might make an appearance in the sequel. We'll see. <laughs> oh, well, that you, you're anticipating one of my upcoming questions. Uh, but let me, before I get to that, let me just ask you, as I said, I learned a lot about this. What's the biggest surprise that you learned as you became immersed in the history of the Capitol and the information that, that ultimately led to the creation of this book? What was the, the thing that uh, jumped out at you? This idea that history is not as far removed from us as we believe it to be. There's this idea that what happens on Capitol Hill or what had hap- ha- what has happened in the past is so dissociated and not of our time. It's not accessible. What I learned when I was working on the Hill was the intimacy of what happens in each of those rooms is personable, it's real, and it's not so far away. We've 
lose sight of, I believe, how young our country is, how young our democracy is. They, what the founding fathers established is not, it, it, it's as alive and as real in that capacity as it was when our country was incepted in the 18th century. And visiting and being in those rooms, it was never more clear to me that this is not antiquated con- concepts. These are being practiced every single day. To have that, again, the accessibility of that and the intimacy, there was it was unlike anything else I'd ever experienced. And that's why I love history. And I want to share it with all students of all ages so they can emotionally access how these figures lived not too long not so long ago that's what blew me away and that's one of the main my main goals with this book you're right chronologically not really all that long ago in in the overall scheme of things but at the same time politics today seems so much like a combined mixed martial arts event and a food <laughs> fight on a daily basis can an idealized notion of what you're talking about survive the the day in and day out sausage making that we're seeing play out on our tv screens all over america my philosophy has always been history repeats itself but we have the choice to pay attention to how it repeats itself. What, what Everything that we see in current politics, we need only look at what happens on the Hill. And I encourage people, if they have the means to, either read the, please read the book and learn about the Hill through this intimate lens or visit it yourself. Because when you're there, it's a totally different experience from when you're viewing it in, in online or via the television. When you're there and you see how people engage with one another, it's a very different taste than what you gather through the lens of media, so to speak. I say that in quotes, but I truly believe when you're there, it's a completely different feeling. And you see something that you're not going to capture either on the news or when you're telling it from a different perspective. Uh, now that we have seen Emily, the tour guide, make her debut in the book of Capital Dream. By the way, uh, she's adorable in your drawings. Uh, Aww, just a, just thank a, you. Uh, will we see more of her? You alluded to a sequel. Yes, you will see more of tour guide Emily. In fact, actually, this President's Day, the sequel to A Capital Dream called A Call to Congress will debut thanks to my publisher, Palmetto Publishing, who I also want to give a shout-out to. They published this book. But the sequel, A Call to Congress, will focus on the current United States House and Senate chambers. I didn't have enough time to include the current chambers in this book, but I wanted to address not only the history of those chambers, the current ones, but also discuss the legislative branch to a degree, something I feel very passionately about, and... In addition to that, I am also creating a book about the Supreme Court, all of the action that happens on Capitol Hill, because it's not just the Capitol, it's the Supreme Court. Someday, who knows, we might have an executive branch book added to this Capitol Dream series. You you mentioned you know you are a, a writer and that's your passion. But do you ever see yourself maybe uh, going back into the uh, arena of politics? It seems like somebody with uh, your kind of view of what this process can be is kind of exactly what we need on Capitol Hill. 
Well, Jim, I can either confirm nor deny that. I don't <laughs> <laughs> well played, I'll, Emily Cavallis. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your answer, though. Oh no! Well, it's, uh, anything is possible. But at this at this point in time, I really want to share the wonders of history with a larger student population. So I'll get back to you about that running for Congress. So uh, in the meantime, how do people find your book, A Capital Dream, or your upcoming sequel to it, A Call to Congress? How do they uh, track these down? You can find more information about A Capital Dream at acapitaldream.com, the book's official website. And I should note that is capital with an O, C-A-P-I-T-O-L. So acapitaldream.com has all the information about the book, where you can find it on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. More information about A Call to Congress will be available and posted on the book's official social media accounts at A Capital Dream on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow me anywhere at Emily Kafalis. And is the book available in, say, local bookstores? If someone needs a last-minute Christmas gift idea, can they find a copy here locally? I've been working on distribution in terms of local bookstores. The big, I would recommend, if you want to get it quickly, use either BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.com. We will be doing, actually, this is a great plug, we are, will be doing a reading at the Springfield Barnes & Noble in January, where I'll talk more about a call to Congress. But if you'd like to get a copy of The Capital Dream now, head to BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.com. Emily Kafalis, author, illustrator of A Capital Dream. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks for sharing the story. Very exciting. Thank you so much, Jim. It's been a pleasure.